You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this week five episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Marcus Henson. How are you, sir? I'm very good, thank you. Yourself? I'm doing very good, thank you. Yeah, it's been a good week. It's been a great week of LFL action. Now, we have a jam-packed show for you this week in the build-up to the Legends Cup rematch between Chicago and Seattle. So join us when we come back for our recap of the Western Conference battle between Dallas and Los Angeles. How does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL? Performance training. Focus. Yet ever active. In their community. Film study. Practice. In superb condition. Leading a healthy lifestyle. I'm an LFL athlete. Are you... We come on now to review one of the games of the season, Dallas versus Los Angeles. Marcus, your thoughts? Yeah, we're only in week five and we've definitely got a a game of the season contender right here. We expected a lot from LA to try and come back from that loss to Seattle. And you know what? First half, it looked like they were just going to go and completely fold on themselves. But wow. I mean, what a fight. What a comeback. Yeah, 20-7 to 7 down at half-time, LA were, and a great comeback from LA. I think I even saw Kiara Patterson in at quarterback again at some point during the second half. Dallas just played great football. I mean, I personally wasn't expecting them to have a shootout with LA. There's no way. We thought it was going to be a close defensive battle, but both teams just put everything out on the line and it came down just to that final chance to tie it um, with an extra point or go for two in the win and you know what fair play to Dallas going for two and going for the win but they just came up short now you don't want to hear us talk about the game joining us on the show today to help with the rest of our game review is tight end for the Los Angeles temptation Quincy Hewitt welcome to the show Quincy thanks for having me Our pleasure. Now, as this is your first time on LFL Talk, please can you advise our listeners a little about your background and who or what inspired you to start playing in the league? I mean, my background, I've played multiple different sports, basketball, netball, cricket, um, but mainly rugby growing up. So um, I have a very big sporting background. And I was approached by someone at a um, like a warrior dash. It's like an obstacle course. And they said, you know, you look like you'd be good at playing gridiron. And I didn't have any idea what gridiron was at the time. So I started training with a group of girls at like a, in a local field. And the LFL came out probably about three or four months after I started doing that. So it was pretty good timing. Yeah, and you mentioned your, your first season in the LFL there was in Australia with the New South mm-hmm. Thirds winning mm-hmm. the inaugural Legends Cup. I mean, what was that experience like? It was incredible. Um, I don't know, it's hard to put into words. Like, it was amazing. We trained together as a squad for two years before we played, so we were like a family unit, and um, we trained really, really hard, and it was all geared towards that moment, so it was the best feeling in the world. Now, this season, you're playing for the Los Angeles Temptation, and you have a handful of fellow Australians with you. Who or what prompted the Australian invasion of LA? Kiana and I came from Sydney, 
and she was living out here and I messaged her saying, look, I'm thinking about coming over. Um, we played with Monique back in Australia, so we already had that contact with LA, like LA was my first choice. The other two girls actually were from Queensland. Jane, she played for Atlanta and Ty for Vegas. So, well, Vegas obviously closed down, so Ty came to LA, which is the nearest team. And her and Ty played together, Jane and Ty played together for a while, so it was an easy decision, I think, for Jane to come over and join LA as well. Before we come on to the, the game itself, you were chosen mm-hmm. to be the star of the LFL's national commercial this year. How did that come <laughs> about? And how did that make you feel being chosen for the job? Um, that was really cool and really unexpected, actually. I have a relationship with Gino, our video guy. Like We became good friends. Um, he came out and filmed in Australia. And I think they were looking for someone here in LA to do the video and he suggested me. So we did some work on a video um, back out in Australia. So it was really unexpected, but it was really, really cool. Cool experience. I mean, I've never done anything like that before. So to see the behind the scenes of something like that was cool. We come on now to the game and it seems like LA had a really slow start to the game. What would you put that down to? I don't know. You know what? We had a slow start to our game with Seattle as well, and we picked up our game in the second half. So that's something that we're really going to need to work on. It's kind of like we're sleepwalking a little bit, and it takes us a while to warm up. So we need to definitely focus on you know coming out strong in that first half, but the second half is not um, so stressful. Speaking about stressful half, you were 20 points to seven down. I mean, what was said in that locker room at halftime and how did you translate that into your amazing comeback in the second half? They weren't happy with us in the um, in the locker room, funnily enough. So um, we did get our heads bitten off. I think, you know, we had to win that game. Um, if we didn't, we didn't have a shot at the championship. So everyone knew that. So spirits were kind of a little bit defeated, but we knew that if we didn't just pull finger and make it a good second half, that it, our season is over, basically. So we all pulled together. You know, we looked at each other in the eye. You know, we're going to do this. Spoke to the quarterback. Trust us we've got your back running back you know she's like make the hole for me make the hole for me I'm going to make the hole for you so I don't know we just really got down like, it came down to heart like we needed it so it was very very nail biting it's going to be a great watch when that goes out on the, the YouTube channel and across uh, America as well next Saturday I'm really looking forward to seeing that myself to finish mm-hmm. off the interview we would like to ask you some fun quick fire questions if that's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, no worries. What is the best thing about living in LA? Um, the sunshine and the palm trees. I love it. It's so beautiful here. Where has the better fans, LA or New South Wales? Ooh, that's a tricky one. I think LA because I think Americans really get behind their sports teams. They have some pretty cool fans. What's your number one thing to do on a day off? Ah, uh, day off. I like to sunbake, like Netflix, <laughs> Netflix and chill. Um, really just low-key. I don't really like going out um, on a day off. I like to just chill, really low-key. What would you say is your favourite word? Favourite word. Um, well, we have a combination here um, in LA because Monique, we say with Monique, and she um, she says, okela. And in Australia, we have this funny um, slang word, neck minute. So we, we've combined them together. It's okela neck minute. <laughs> We say that a lot here. <laughs> and finally, speaking about Australia, what is the number one thing you miss about Australia? Um, I miss my mum lots, but she's coming out here to watch me play in Austin next month. So that would probably be the only reason I'd want to go home. Otherwise, I love it here. You'll be pleased to know that that's all of our questions over with. But we would like to give you the chance, like a 10 second shout out could be to your fans, anyone who supported you. Or if you just want to talk smack to your next opponent, the mic is all yours. 
Um, okay, first of all, I want to just give a shout out to the girls for pulling through on the weekend because um, it was incredible. I came out here to win and we're still in the running. So massive shout out to the girls and, um, whew, yes. and to my mum. I miss my mum. So she's listening to this. I'd love to, um, let her know it's Mother's Day over the weekend. So happy Mother's Day. I love you. On behalf of myself and Marcus and all of our listeners, thank you for coming on the show today, Quincy. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to hearing it. The world's fastest growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms. Inside the huddle. Every other time they run to the outside, they're hitting it. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And full-length games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. As a special treat for you, we have a bonus guest on this week's show. Please join me in welcoming tight end and defensive end for the Seattle Mist, Shay Norton. Welcome to the show, Shay. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you guys about our upcoming game. As this is your first time on LFL Talk, please can I ask you to advise our listeners a little about your background and who or what inspired you to start playing in the league? Oh, gosh. Um, well, there's a lot there. My background is um, sports and personal training. Um, I'm a certified personal trainer and coach. And uh, I started playing the second year that the league was um, in existence. I, you know, tried out alongside uh, Danica Brace and Jeff Hopkins and stuff like that. And, we played for years together, um, actually a year with Danica before she left just uh, Las Vegas to play against us, but three years into the league, and then I took a couple of years off at injuries, and of course my team went on to win a national championship without me last year, which was leaving me pretty sore in the stands to watch, so I came back this year to try to get one for myself. What was the actual mindset that actually brought you back? Was it just that lure of a championship, or was there something deeper to it? Well, if you're ever sitting around watching um, the NFL with your coaches and having a couple of beers, you are eventually coerced into coming back into the league again and playing again. It doesn't take uh, too many times sitting next to my coach in uh, just a friendly setting for him to go, okay, so when are you coming back? All right, um, so you're going to start playing again? And I was easily... Uh, wooed into the league once again. <laughs> in your last season with the Mist, you had an undefeated regular season. Do you think the Mist can go undefeated again this year? Absolutely. I mean, we have all the weapons and tools to our dynamic. I mean, with my last season, yes, we went undefeated and then lost to Chicago in the playoff game. And that left us pretty sore. But back then, I mean, just as many tools as we have now, but we have, I don't know, such a dynamic team this year. We've got to have at least 15 games in every girl that we have on the team with the exception of one or two. So the experience is there. It's just more of that we're not always together because we have some girls that travel in and out of uh, the state. So so that's going to be kind of our defining factor. If we could bring it all together on this Saturday, then we should be able to go all the way. One big thing about Seattle's success is down to coach Chris Michelson. Would you say that he differs from other LFL coaches? Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Chris has this kind of 
madness that I don't think any other coach can really have. His offensive mindset and then just the game in general is so above anyone else's thinking. And I've met a lot of the LFL coaches, and don't get me wrong, they're phenomenal guys. They know football. Chris knows LFL. He knows the dynamic of what it takes to train women to play seven-on-seven arena football, full tackle. And the depth of how his understanding of the game is, it's just beyond. I think that any other coach can kind of sit and talk to him for a little bit and go back to their own game plan and totally reset it because of just having a conversation with him. So yes, yes, he's great. We come on to the upcoming game against Chicago this Saturday. I think we've already mentioned it's a repeat of last year's final. Because of the occasion and the the nature of the game, has the team prepared any differently than they did against, say, Austin? We prepare a little differently for every team. Actually, our our offensive strategy completely changes depending on who our opponents are going to be. But with this new Chicago team, for one, I call them a new team because they have a completely different quarterback and, you know, they don't have Heather Fur on the defensive side of the ball as well. And she kind of ran like a rover. Um, so that's something you have to take into consideration when thinking, is there going to be somebody like her on the defensive side of the ball as well, playing like a rover safety? Um, are they going to still kind of do the play action type of stuff that they did before? Um, when she had Allie Albert, um, they had some double passes, things like that. Thinking of Coach Keith Hack, I would think that he would have the same type of strategies, the same type of off- offensive playbook, but... You never know with a new quarterback. Um, I heard she's a running quarterback, so we're going to be prepared for that. But you have Crystal Harris, so who needs to run when you have her? It's going to be a big game, and, and with that scope, I mean, what are the emotions like on the team and yourself going into this game on Saturday? We are, um, I mean, we treat every single game, obviously, like it is either the championship game or our very first game or last game of the season. You, you kind of have to go into it like that. With this Saturday, though, I mean, we all in the back of our heads are thinking if we win this game, we do steal a, probably steal a, a place in the playoffs. It's a big, calming feeling. If we were to go and just uh, take care of business on Saturday, we can go into Dallas kind of just preparing for playoffs, you know, in essence. So it's big. It's huge. It, it kind of defines our season right here this weekend. And plus, we're playing at home. And... We have not lost at home in quite a long time, so we don't really want to do that this weekend as well. No, I'd imagine the the eighth man would get quite upset if the last home game this season was a was a defeat. Yeah, and especially against Chicago. I mean, I, this will be, I think, my fourth time playing them. It, it is just a brutal game, regardless. It's a lot like our LA game, but they are um, they're just studs. A lot of these girls are just true, phenomenal athletes, and it's going to take every single girl playing at her 100% best to um, really hold them down and keep them from beating us in our own home. To finish off the interview, we would like to ask you some fun, quick-fire questions, if that's okay. Oh, absolutely. What is your favorite meal? Oh, gosh, can it be a mix? I would say any form of pizza. I mean, eggplant pizza last night, so I'm, yeah, (laughs) pizza it is. If you could be anybody... I mean, anybody for a day, who would you be? Oh, 
gosh. Um, I would probably be Oprah. I feel like if I were Oprah, <laughs> I could probably meet anybody or get anybody on the phone or go and have contact with any other person I wanted to and have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> so probably be her. That's a good choice. I didn't see that one coming, so fair play to you. Now, <laughs> is there anyone on the current Seattle Mist team that you would not want to take on on a one-on-one blocking drill? Oh, on a blocking drill? Uh, Danica, of course. She's phenomenal. I'm on a one-on-one blocking drill with her constantly because typically I might be a- across from her as she's on the starting um, offensive line and I'm her DN. I have a few bruises right now from this weekend from her specifically. So, yeah, wouldn't want to face up with her. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to face up against Danica. Actually, I take it back. I do want to face up with her because it makes me such a better player to be able to take on the best. Great point, actually. Yeah, you want to be the best, you got to take on the best. I like that. Would you rather this weekend, would you rather win by a last-minute Hail Mary or a 20-point walkover? Oh, 20-point walkover. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't even stand the Hail Mary at the last second ever again. And so 20-point walkover would be great. I'm sorry, Ace Man. I know you want a really great close game or whatever, but the national championship last year was almost a 20-point walkover until the second half when – Chicago almost came back and onside kicked it to try to get the ball back to win the game. I mean, that is scary. So if we could just keep it, you know, with a good couple of scores between us this weekend, I will be a happy gal. I think those missed fans would take a 20-point walkover as well. They'll be happy just to see the point, uh, the scoreboard lighting up with missed points. Yeah, they've definitely they've seen us get beat by Chicago, Chicago pretty bad a few years ago. And nobody likes to see that. So, yes. Yeah. Um, especially when it's Chicago. They don't mind us beating the hell out of them. How do you like to relax after a long game day? Oh, gosh, after a game day? There's never any relaxing. We're going to go straight from that game out there, sign thousands of, or you know autographs and take photos, and then we may make it to get a burger and a beer afterwards. But, I mean, sometimes they're like, oh, come do this after party and half of us are barely walking, and no one wants to put on a high heel. So for me, can you get me a hot tub? Can I get a hot tub, <laughs> please? Hot tub and a beer. Hot tub and a beer. Sounds amazing. All right, then. While you're having that hot tub and beer, who's your favorite <laughs> band or musician that you'd like to listen to while having that hot tub and a beer? Oh, are we talking after the game that I'm going to be listening to? Or are we talking before the game if I'm getting hyped up? Any of them. What is your favorite band or musician? If you want to use your hype-up tune, yeah, use that one. Oh, I, my hype-up tune typically is going to be like ACDC Thunderstruck or, um, you know, Eye of the Tiger. You know, there was a time where Chris Michelson turned off all the lights in the locker room before a game, and he had to stare into the face of another, um, you know, of our teammate, turn off the lights, and then he put on Eye of the Tiger and made us listen to the entire song while staring at our teammate the entire time. And we annihilated Green Bay. So, I mean, that's a good way to just really get your mind right. Look at your sister and just know you got each other's back and um, go into it and, and kill it. And then I might just hit the quan afterwards after we <laughs> we win. We're <laughs> turn up to have fun. Nice. Well, glad you mentioned Eye of the Tiger there, thinking the siblings. Um, my brother actually used to saw fit to uh, beat me up to that song uh, in a playful way, of course. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it's, it's got a scary place in your heart then. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. He's uh, all forgiven now. It's okay. I'm bigger than him now, so it's all good. Oh. <laughs> now, to finish off the interview, we would like to give you 10 seconds for a shout-out. So whether it be to thank someone who supported you along the way, a shout-out to the fans, or even if you want to talk a little smack to Chicago, you have the mic. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I've never wanted to talk a lot of smack. I say uh, the smack is talked to the field. So however um, it turns out on Saturday, whoever plays the best is going to win. I have a feeling that we're going to bring a dominant package and it's going to be a game. So I'm going to leave it at that. We're going to see what Chicago has to work with, with their new quarterback and everything. But um, shout out to Miss Nation for being the most amazing and true fan base in the league. We are going to have the house filled on Saturday and it's going to be a fiery environment. So that always makes um, our play a little bit um, stronger on the field. Shout out to my coaching staff and my sisters, the Seattle Miss Girls. Every single one of them work their asses off outside of practice all week long to make sure and ensure that we are all set up for success. Nobody goes into the season without wanting to go all the way and win the championship. So I couldn't thank them enough for uh, opening up their arms to bring me back onto the team again after a couple of years off. And I hope that you'll be seeing us again in the playoffs soon. On behalf of all our listeners, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show today, Shay. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope to chat with you guys again soon and looking forward to Big W on Saturday. Like your favorite LFL players and teams and receive breaking news stories. The LFL's official Facebook page, facebook.com slash mylfl. This is Chastity Morales, wide receiver playing for the Austin Acoustics, and you are listening to LFL Talk with Adrian Marcus. LFL Mobile, giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos, videos, live game reporting, and fan promotions. LFL Mobile, download on your Android or iPhone. Okay, it's that time of the show. We're looking ahead at this week's game. Chicago, Seattle. Rematch, grudge match. Oh, it's going to be ecstatic. What do you think, Adri? I'm really looking forward to this because we know Chicago have got a lot to prove after that loss last year, especially the way they came back in the second half. They'll think that they've got the beating of Seattle and it's possible that they may have a secret weapon for the game on Saturday, but hopefully we'll be able to chat more about that with our special guest later on. I'm thinking Chicago are going to win. They've just got to shut down Stevie. That's the key to their success. Shut down Stevie and just with Dominique. And I'm not sure who the other corner be. Could be Kim Perez as the other corner. If they can lock down Bryn Render and Jessica Hopkins, then there's not going to be much target for KK to aim at. My keys to this game... Uh, coming down to this, Chicago, they need to get some pressure on KK, disrupt her passing, her routes, her timings, everything like that. Also, they need to have a strong start. We saw last year with the Legends Cup, they came back into the game, but they can't let Seattle get ahead of themselves. And that means they themselves need to get ahead. They need to force Seattle to chase the game. Couple of touchdowns up and then make, you know, the, that game plan for Seattle go out the window. For Seattle, on the other hand, they've got to make Chicago uncomfortable first game of the season. And with this secret weapon, you know, you've got to see if you can actually disrupt what Chicago wants to do. Force mistakes. That's another key because, of course, it's their first game this season. They got maybe a bit of rust. And lastly, that multi-run game. Okay, you've got to try and get a little bit of Stevie, get a little bit of Dominique in there. They've got to try and make sure they're keeping their run game fresh. They can't get stagnant. Rather than explain about Chicago's secret weapon ourselves, 
we've brought a special guest to do the explaining for us. Ahead of this weekend's Legend Cup rematch, please welcome to the show, head coach of the Chicago Bliss, Coach Hack. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hey, welcome, guys. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure, Coach. Our pleasure. Now, as it is your first time, however, would you advise our listeners a little bit about your coaching background and how you came to be involved in the LFL? I actually used to coach in the arena leagues over here in the United States, and I was coaching for about seven years in arena, and we had won a championship in 2009, and I got a phone call from Mitch one day um, asking me about my interest in coaching in the league, and I didn't know anything about it other than the lingerie bowl that used to be on a halftime of the Super Bowl, and he said what he was doing was creating a new league in the U.S., based off of the lingerie ball, he's putting 10 teams across the country. And would I be interested in coaching the team in Chicago? And at first I thought he was kidding. I said, uh, hold on a second. You're, you're going to, you want to know if I want to coach beautiful women running around in lingerie playing football and you're going to pay me for it? Absolutely. Where do I sign up? And so I coached the first year. Uh, we had gone to the championship game. And the second year, uh, I decided not to come back. I was still doing arena at the time. It was just too much. And I still had a regular job. And the third season, I decided he reached out to me about coming back again. And I decided to go ahead and come back and have been back ever since. And, you know, I've been very successful doing it. And the Bliss have led the Bliss where the uh, overall wins loss were the number one team in the LFL. We've won the most games of any team. And that is a, a great achievement. Now, when you started coaching in the league, coach, did you think you would have to change your coaching style at all because you would be coaching female players? You know, at first I didn't really know what to expect. I, I had seen the lingerie balls and it was basically just like really pretty models running around trying to play football. So that's what I kind of expected when I first came out. When the first practice I showed up at and I saw this was not the same thing. It was it was a team full of very athletic, beautiful women who wanted to play football. So I immediately changed my whole mindset to, with the clear understanding that if these girls want to play football, I'm going to treat them like football players. And that was what I told them at the very beginning, that, all right, you want to play football? This is how football players act. This is how they they conduct themselves on and off the field. And, and you have to put the time in, prepare yourself, prepare your body and your mind, and, and, and we're going to turn you into a football player. And that's what we've done every year we've been here. Yeah, and it seems to have worked because you mentioned earlier about the record for the most wins. Well, you throw that together with two Legends Cups. With that sort of success, I mean, what do you put that down to? Well, I'm a fanatic on preparation. It's everything from film study to fundamentals to to practice through off-the-field workouts. The girls have to put the time in mentally and physically. And from a coaching staff standpoint, we don't leave no stone unturned. We are constantly watching film, reviewing, looking at other teams, what teams do versus our opponent, what our opponent's doing against them. We are religious in that fact. And our game plans are based off of what we've seen on film, and nobody's going to surprise us with anything. That's just how we are, and, and we're very successful. The, the program we have here has been time-tested, and I've won six different league or national championships in my coaching career, and overall I have almost, I've won almost 90% of the games I've coached at. So it's no different here than it was in any other league I've ever coached in. Wow, and to be that successful, I think that's a true testament to your coaching style there. Now, the Bliss have competed in both the Eastern and Western Conferences. Is it fair to say that the standard of competition in the Western Conference is greater than the Eastern? It used to be that way, where the West was the power league, because you had ourselves, 
L.A. and Seattle. In the, in the east, you had, well, the old Philadelphia Passion and Tampa Bay, and it became Jacksonville. And, you know, the teams that we had played out of there in the Legends Cup just could not compete with the Western teams we had played previously. But I think the balance of power is shifting, and Atlanta's really good. Omaha's improved. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with New England. But I think uh, Seattle is obviously the reigning champions. L.A. is, I think, in a decline. Dallas is an up-and-coming team, and Austin looks to be competitive. So I would think these are balanced out now more so than they probably ever have been. Coming on to uh, this Saturday and the game against Seattle. Now, with the last time you played these guys in mind, how have you come in and prepared for this game? This is like night and day compared to last year's championship game. We had little to no time to prepare. The handout, we give out detailed handouts to the offense and defense before you know the week of the practice starts, and you know the girls have to you know, dissect them and get into them, and then be ready for the uh, practices where we start walking through stuff and then playing scout defense versus offense and offense scout versus our first defense, and they have to make sure they have the check calls ready and all that other stuff. And this year, the preparation time is obviously a lot more uh, because Seattle's our first game. So we've had time to prepare for them. And um, I feel that this is going to be similar to what happened a couple years ago when we played them in the playoffs. And at halftime, we were winning 31 to nothing. Do I think it's going to be a 31 to nothing at halftime in this game? No, I don't. But I think that our defense is going to be a lot more prepared this time than they were last year. They have a lot more time to prepare. And with Seattle, you have to be able to have the time to prepare because they can get kind of tricky with some of the stuff they do. But if you, if you watch the film, it's all right there for you. You know, they have some new personnel that we have to look out for. Dominique Malloy is going to be a definite challenge for us, but overall their overall team speed is, is, is not as good as ours. They, they have a bigger team overall, but from an athletic speed standpoint, we are far more athletic and far faster than they are. Offensively, you've lost a couple of key weapons with Heather Fur and, and Ali Alberts, but, I believe you may have a wild card for this Saturday's game at quarterback. Are the rumours true? Will Jacinda Barkley, the New South Wales Surge quarterback, be playing for you this year? Yes, that's true. Um, I reached out to Jacinda about a month and a half ago. Originally, we had Cindy Cummings coming in to play for us from the, the now defunct Las Vegas Finn. And Cindy just decided that, you know what, uh, this time in her life, football wasn't a match anymore. And so she decided to go on with her, her career path. And then uh, a couple other girls we had come in, uh, Kim Perez, who's a returning veteran, and uh, another one, uh, Sarah Finn, who we brought in from our tryout. We weren't seeing the progression that we had hoped to see. Well, we want to we want to do things a little bit different this year on offense. Kim is way too valuable for us to lose her on defense, and so Kim would have been a, a fine addition at quarterback, but we knew we could not have her play quarterback and safety, so we had to pick one or the other. And when I reached out to Jacinda about gauging her interest, and she was extremely interested right away, we made it work. And we got her over here. She's been here about three weeks now. And she's jumping into the offense, and she's really excited. The girls all love her. And she's been a great a great addition. And now Kim, and we moved Kim over to on defense, and, and away we go. We're going to try and wrap this up now with some quick-fire questions, if you're ready for them, Coach. Sure. Okay. What is the bigger key to victory, a high-scoring offense or a strong defense? I feel it's a strong defense. I really do. I think that our defense is going to be second to none. Last year, we led the league in defense, and I don't see anything changing this year. Would you rather have a day at the ballpark or a day on the golf course? Oh, definitely a day at the ballpark, seeing my beloved White Sox play. I'd like to see an <laughs> avid, avid sports fan there. Now, 
do you have any sort of game day superstition? No, not really. Uh, it's the same thing every day. You know, just uh, nothing different. I don't have a, like a you know superstitious watch I wear or you know wear like you know special socks or anything like that. It's, it's the same thing. I uh, stick to pretty much the same routine every game day. Now you may not have any superstitions yourself, Coach, but. What's the strangest thing you have seen a player do before a game? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, let me think about that. <laughs> I don't really know off the top of my head. I've seen some strange things in this LFL, that's for sure. Having to deal with girls versus guys. You know, certain girls will wear certain pasties versus other pasties and stuff like that. That's been very unusual. But nothing out of it, like crazy. I, I can't recall anything off the top of my head that's it really is that crazy. It's just it's a lot different between the guys and the girls, that's for sure. If there's any young coaches out there or aspiring coaches listening in, what advice would you give them? Film study. Keep studying your opponent. Every time I watch film, I see something different. You know, it's a common thing we say, the eye in the sky doesn't lie, and that's the truth. You know, you cannot hide from film. Film tells you everything. And if you put the time and effort into watching film, It'll take you a long way. And before we finish off, will Chicago add another championship to their collection this year? Yes, I do. I, I think we will. I really do. I think this team has the makings to put another another two, three run together. Uh, we're young in, in a lot of good spots. Uh, we have some great skill players, and we have some, some rookies that are really going to shine this year, that are really going to surprise some people. Well, you'll be pleased to know that's the end of the questions, but... We'd also like to give you the mic, as we have done with our, all of our other guests, give you the mic for 10 seconds to either maybe thank those who have supported you or even if you wanted to talk some smack about your next opponent. <laughs> oh, well, real quick, I'd just like to say that teams might be overlooking us this year because we have a lot of new players, but I think that what we have showed here with the Bliss is that the organization knows how to win and we're going to win again. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today, Coach. It's been a real pleasure. Uh, thank you, guys. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Spanhead Productions are a small, independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spamheadproductions.weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Come on now to our predictions for this Legends Cup rematch, Chicago versus Seattle. As always, Marcus, my good man, I am coming to you first. Well, this week it's going to make a couple of our guests unhappy, but I have gone for a Seattle win, 26 points to 21 over Chicago. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but they're unknown predictions uh, this this year. I believe that Coach Hack's got them well drilled and they will put up one hell of a fight, but there's just too many variables for me and I've seen what Seattle can produce and therefore I've got to give the edge to Seattle. So you're sticking with what you know rather than what might happen then? It well, I had uh, two predictions down, let it be known for the record, because it all depended on the answer to the wildcard question. And with Jacinda Barkley at quarterback, I'm going with a Chicago victory, 28 to 26. It's still going to be a tight game, but 
with how she played in Australia, if she brings that form to Chicago, which I'm pretty sure she will, I think a lot of teams are going to be surprised if they've not watched any game film on her. And not only are they going to win in Seattle, but it changes my mind. I'm sorry, Seattle fans, but I'm now picking Chicago for the Legends Cup. Bonus prediction for you. Oh, bold, bold. It is very much a bold prediction. I'm just throwing that out there. But everything I saw of her in Australia, I'm telling you now, you thought Ashley Solano was good. You wait till you see Jacinda Barkley in action. Now, if you want to keep up to date with all of the latest news and articles from around the league, along with our recent shows, go to www lfl360.com you can also check out our previous shows and player interviews at www.lfltalk.com like to thank our guests this week Quincy Hewitt Shay Norton and of course coach Keith Hack thank our producer Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions my amazing co-host Marcus Henson and until next time football fans stay safe Take care and thanks for stopping by.